Welcome to episode nine of season nine of the Simplify Multiply Show. And you notice how my voice is up and soft, and then it gets really loud, and or it gets really high, or it's deep and sexy, and everybody leans in. Well, today I'm going to be talking with Brienne Hennessy, and she is a vocal and speech pathologist. And she has some amazing things that you must know about keeping your voice healthy and doing things in such a way that it stays strong and confident and comes from places that help you build your business of you. So we're going to help you understand how to bravely embrace your voice, keep it healthy, and make it your money maker. So let's go ahead and talk with Brienne. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Well, hello, Brian, and welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. What is going on in your neck of the woods today? Oh, I am just happy to be here up bright and early, I will say, and already enjoying my day with you. Oh, that's awesome. And just for my listener, <laughs> Brian and I had this scheduled like a half an hour ago, and we've just been chatting like about this, that, and, and everything else up to then. So that's how... <laughs> That's how much I enjoy her company. So, it's such a great um, way to start the day. <laughs> it, it is. So, Brianne, um, I want to get started with our chat about vocal brand and bravely being 1,000% you and your business, which is what this season is all about. And so much of that is how we present ourselves vocally. And when I met you, and I was, I had already had some experience with a speech pathologist uh, when my husband was in his accident and, you know, he had all his trauma from his cancer and stuff. And he was working with a speech pathologist. And it was amazing, the transformation. Now, granted, his was due, you know, to an injury to his hyoid bone. And he had also had some brain issues from surgeries uh, from his cancer. And so there was a, a very complex a uh, physiological thing that we were dealing with with him. However, when I met you in our group and I was like, oh my gosh, a speech pathologist. And then when I learned about your topic and how you help uh, solopreneurs keep their vocal uh, health up and their strength up because we're doing so much more, uh, you know, in not just in the age of pandemic or and what the pandemic brought on, but because technology affords us that. And it's so much more openly embraced now because of what we all had to kind of force upon ourselves with, with the pandemic. So why don't we start, and I'd love for you to talk about where your expertise lies and when and how and why you started your own business. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Terry. So I am a speech and voice pathologist by training. That has been my career over 13 years in a medical clinical setting. And I knew I loved voice from very early on. Even in my undergraduate days, I was a linguistics undergrad and really loved this idea of how sound and acoustics and all of this happened for this instrument in our neck. And when I started to specialize and go deeper into the rehabilitative part, it became very clear to me that very few people understand, let alone consider how much this lovely instrument, the larynx, is going to impact the day to day. We kind of wake up and take it for granted. And and that's understandable because so many of us, not all, but so many humans have this capability to communicate in this way. As I went through the years in the clinic and helping people recover from an injured standpoint, there became a period where the folks I started to see, particularly women, particularly women in positions of leadership, particularly speakers who maybe recognized that they needed their voice, but weren't quite looking at it as something like someone would look at an asset, like the way you have an asset in your business. And they started to to describe these situations where I don't know people people are misunderstanding me. I'm not I'm, I'm speaking, but they're but they're just not landing, or it's my tone of voice that's just not landing. And that really hit home personally for me. I've gotten that feedback in my life um, early early on for many years. My tone of voice was not landing with people, and I thought, what in the world are these folks talking about? But ultimately it really started to become apparent that they were getting more and more disconnected from how their voice showcased who they really were. Oh, wow. We have those moments where even this morning, Terry, you, you said, okay, yep, I'm, I'm here. It's early. You know, I'm awake. And, and yet you can probably hear my morning voice. We all have those moments where our voice reveals (laughs) how we're feeling. Morning voice for sure. Maybe you pick up the phone and someone's not feeling great or they're upset. You can hear it in their voice. But I believe there's something deeper to that for especially people in positions that need to use their voice to convey their message and their brand. If there's a disconnect and you're not feeling comfortable with how your voice sounds or understanding why people are misunderstanding you, there is going to be, I think, a complete lack of connection across the board with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you put it that way because we very often aren't even making that connection because we're not really acknowledging the power that our, the sound that comes out of our mouth actually can impress because it's a form of energy. And we think, oh, I might not have made the offer right, or, oh, I probably overconnected or, you know, whatever. We're trying to associate the disconnect from something we did or said when in fact it was actually the sound and the energy associated with how we presented that information and the tonality. I mean, if anybody's really gotten into uh, true engagement and connecting, understands the value and the impact of tonality, all you got to do is think about your mom and dad and when they used to get mad at you, right? (laughs) And it's a little bit different tone there, right? (laughs) Just a little bit. We all have our our own unique uh, code switching in that way, for sure. And that's that's such a good point. People talk about, I hear tonality talked about a lot in in the spaces of, of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, you know, public speakers. And and I and I honor that and I respect that. I think there's a point though where tonality becomes a shell 
versus something deeply that that extends from who you truly are. And what I mean by that, I have heard and been in spaces where certain, say, other voice coaches are looking at a, a voice and hearing a voice and the person saying, I don't know, I feel like I'm just not connecting. And they'll tell them, well, just raise your tone. Just speak a little higher. That's all you have to do. Just speak a little higher. When I speak like this, Terry, does this sound like me? To me, it no. feels like I'm totally putting on. Yeah. Totally putting on right now. And so, so, so at first that sounds really good. Oh, I can, I can try out that tone. I could, I could put that on like a coat and that can feel good for a moment, but ultimately that's not truly comfortable for that person. That's not natural for their voice. And then you take that a step further to where does that energy come from that you spoke to that comes from who we are, how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our voice. And if we don't love the sound that's coming out, doesn't matter whether it's words that you're saying or the language that you're choosing to use, they, the audience will feel that. Something will feel off. And so I've really started to notice that when people are not in love with not only what they're saying and their mission, but loving how the sound is conveyed, it, completes, it completely disrupts the, the connection point. And so it's one thing to have tonality that gives a person a choice with their voice. Like I'm in my mom voice mode. I'm in my boss voice mode. I'm in my, you know, kind and caring mode. Choices are so crucial, but I want people to, to develop that from within and not feel like they have to be something they're not with their own voice. Yeah, that is so critical. And this is, and this is why I'm so engaged by you and what you do and and how you see that. I mean, what you've been describing so far is just like so resonating with me and to my listener. I hope it's hitting home with you too, because when you look at brand and how you present yourself, there's so many different ways, just like there are so many different senses of us to connect with people. And when I work with my clients about their products and helping them organize them better and create a framework and have a very clear message and they know what they're in there doing. They're not feeling like they're a commodity. You know, they're very clear about the value and they're very connected with what they're selling or what they're pitching from the standpoint of a message and impressing upon others. But if they don't believe in who they are, if they don't believe in their value, and if they don't feel confident in their products, and the fact that they can actually help the person they're talking to or the group that they're presenting to, then it's going to convey through their tonality, their voice. And so that's why those things all coming together. And and it's a little challenging because what we're talking about is, yes, much of it is, you know, the, the anatomy and the physical things that you can do to improve how you sound, mm-hmm. but it's also how you feel about who you are. And that's what I think it, the subjective areas is a little tricky because it's kind of hard to quant, quantify that and put it in scientific terms. But this is what I love about what you do because that is what you do. You actually have figured <laughs> out how to do that with your clients. And yeah. it's so important with work I'm doing around personal brand and being 1000% you and being brave about that. I mean, there are some people that hate how they look on video. They hate how they sound on audio. So they don't do a podcast. They don't do a YouTube channel. 
and they they're just like a hot mess when in fact you know the way they're perceived objectively by somebody who maybe just meet meets them don't notice the things that they're projecting on themselves so so much of it is mindset about how we feel about how we show up there's also the conditioning we got as children so if we were teased about our voice if yeah. we were uh, judged or you know criticized by a parent by being a kid and just being too loud. Like I was always told children (laughs) should be seen and not heard, which has been my giant boulder (laughs) on my back of a mindset condition that has really kept me playing small in my business because I'm always hearing my dad say that in the back of my mind, like, don't bother me, you know? Yes, Yes, exactly. And I think that's such a great point, Terry, because at some level – that's going to reveal itself. So for example, as I made my my shift both into my own business, into the preventative side of what I do and, and being on this kind of proactive front end in this vocal empowerment coaching space that I, that I placed myself in, I have noticed that it doesn't matter the level at some point when people are starting to shift their voice because of a message they heard years ago or because someone tells them your voice sounds annoying, your voice sounds too shrill, this, that, the other thing, which I think have ramifications. And I think between societal biases, um, women versus men, all of Mm. these different ways that our voices become points of criticism, like you said, that is when there has to be a really close look at how that person speaks to themselves. I think the inner mind chatter and the negative talk can completely degrade. You might be so comfortable and confident going up on that stage and sharing your message and your purpose. And at the same time, simultaneously, you are just like degrading and degrading and degrading yourself. And I know Mm. personally what that feels like. And it is, it's a boulder. (laughs) It's a a hill. And so to come through that transformation in my own life has been profound and to know that that's a ceiling that other people are, are bumping up against. And the reason I know that is because when that starts to degrade, it can physically manifest as changes in their voice. It can be mm. fatigue. It can be my voice is unreliable. It can be unconsciously shifting the voice to be something that it's not. Specifically, most of the, the women would be in these positions of speaking a lot, needing their voice every single day, and they drop it down because this is supposed to sound more authoritative mm-hmm. and that's not natural. That's going to put them at more risk than it is to really let them embody their most natural voice because they've had these things told to them. You're too high. You're too this. You're too. No, there has to be choices that are explored within that. And that mind chatter and quieting that is something I believe deeply is incorporated in, in the work that I do because otherwise you're constantly in a, argument with yourself (laughs) in its own way. It's that simple. Yeah, you really are. And, and it comes out in, in your vocal product, (laughs) you know, and people wonder why "Hmm, I don't trust this person. So much of it is building trust. Yeah. It's, and that, like you said, that's not always quantifiable, but you can feel Mm -hmm. it. And we have to trust that for ourselves too, right? When we feel that sense of what is it about that's just not resonating with me about what this person is saying, you know, they could be saying the most amazing words in the world and you could still be like, Hmm, no, thanks. That's huge if you're going to be yeah. producing and projecting your brand in the way that you intend to. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I just I'm so excited about this talking about exactly what we're talking about now, because it, it translates into your business development and how you engage with people. And I get when I have a conversation with a prospect and this person really needs my help, like they're just struggling, they haven't really stepped into their power yet, they, but yet they're very good at what they do. Right. So when I when I'm having a conversation with them and just, you know, just on Zoom or on the phone or whatever, it's not formal, you know, it's just, hey, let's talk about what's going on in your business. And I can hear it in their voice that they don't believe in themselves, that they are not uh, like they're putting up a, some sort of facade or, uh, you know, this fake persona that they're trying to be something that really isn't them. And that's why I love building business of you for my clients, because I'm like giving them permission, be you, (laughs) you know, and they're like, but no, I'm not good enough. And I'm not this, all that stuff comes up. It is really remarkable. And this is why I was so excited about having you on the show, because the way you talk about this, you're creating new awarenesses and new distinctions about really the magic that is how we show up with our voice. And, and it's so important that people start embracing this idea and nurturing their, their not only anatomically and physically, you know, clinically, Correct. basically, Correct. and taking yeah, care of the health of it. Health. Yeah. Yeah. But also understanding that this is an asset, like you were saying. I love that you mm-hmm. phrased it that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, and, and you've helped me with my voice because I've had some strain I've been doing so many Zooms and coaching and mm-hmm. and I've never been educated or made aware of the impact it could be. Because like, you know, sometimes you go out to a, you know, like you'll go to a concert and your ears will be ringing yeah. that night and stuff. Well, your voice is the same way. It's like if you go to a party or go to a loud bar and you're trying to talk to people, you're you're really pushing and straining your voice. And, and the way your throat feels, the way your larynx, larynx and your, your vocal voice box basically feels, mm-hmm. it's sore. And, you know, all yeah. those muscles get sore and stuff. And you've helped me with some exercises and different ways to show mm-hmm. up where I'm not straining as much. But I never knew, first of all, never knew how to do that, let alone right. that that was really something I was doing and that I could change. And another yeah. thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and, and you and I have already touched on this before, is the change in our voices as we age mm-hmm. and how our voices, you know, sometimes they'll lose their quality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll, they'll drop in, you know, the, the volume or whatever, you it's know, they get deeper. Vocal. And that's what mm-hmm. happened to me. Because yeah. <laughs> I went back and I looked at or listened to some of my earlier audio recordings where I was recording some meditations for a course I did based on Compass Playbook. And I did these in 2013. And, you know, that's a significant amount of time ago. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I sounded my voice was so much higher, so much more, mm-hmm. you know, you know, higher that way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and um, I was like, wow, this has really changed. But that was before I went on hormones. Um, you know, I was I was on a different type of hormones and that actually has affected the my voice is deeper now. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm 
happy with how I sound. I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I like how I sound because I'm just being me. And so the confidence is there. All that inner right. stuff is, is there for me, especially right. in this podcast, because I love the podcast. But even when I listen to the first few episodes of this show, I can still see a little difference because my confidence wasn't quite yeah, there yet. Yeah. But now I'm yes. like, hey, man, let's just get on the podcast and have a, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm like, hey, hey, let's just go. You know, I don't mind snorting. Yes. I don't mind, you know. <laughs> You're one of the most authentic people I know, Terry. So it's oh, awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> a great, great example. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, I, I love yeah. you too. And yeah. But I want you to talk about, you know, what you've, the conversations you've had with women mm-hmm. in particular who yeah. have that same concern, like my voice is, is lower than it was 10 years ago or whatever, and I'm not so sure I like that, or, you know, that. Mm-hmm. talk about that specifically. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. You know, if you'd like to stop doing what you don't want to do anymore and do more soul-connecting work that only you can do, it's time to take action. You know, being more you is not just building a personal brand. It's also not showing everything you're doing every minute of every day to whoever will follow you. What today's more human marketplace wants is the real you. They want what only you can deliver in the unique way you deliver it. So don't sell yourself short. Give your audience the connection and the solutions they're longing for. And here's how. When you sign up for my free Pappy Club journal, every Monday I'll show you how to simplify your marketing, boost your personal brand and bravely be 1000% you so you can attract your ideal clients and get the engagements you love to deliver. Go to tpappy.com and sign up to get inspiring audio, video, and written content I personally curate just for you. Let's simplify your world and show your 1000%. Sign up at tpappy.com and I'll see you next Monday in the Pappy Club Journal. Yeah, first I'd like to say that it's okay if you weren't aware. <laughs> this is this is one of the reasons that my passion for proactive preventative awareness exists is because you're not alone. There aren't aren't many people at all that are aware. Many people used to come to me and say, "Why now? Why I've been talking for 30 years. Why now?" And and we don't have the 100% predictive models yet to say, "Gosh, you know, that professional cheerleader down the road, she's definitely going to have a voice issue, but that, you know, quiet introvert over there is not. It doesn't work out that way. It's yeah. usually the opposite." So, you know, it's, it's one of those things to be gentle with yourself for this, this new awareness. And yes, the, the preventative signs, listen to your body. Those signals are there. And Terry, you were so proactive about that. Zoom voice is a thing. Okay. We're all Mm. kind of here wanting to like project to the screen and the, and the mic like this, and that's going to take its toll so fast. This instrument is very resilient, but it is not invincible. And so Mm. being able to say, you know what, something feels a little off just as you would do if you were scanning the rest of your body, if you'd been sitting too long, if you'd been walking and you kind of twisted your ankle and you're like, that's fine. And then the next day you're thinking, my knee kind of hurts. Wow. Now my hip kind of hurts. And it all stems from that little, little twist in the ankle. It's similar with the voice. So being able to listen to it and honor that. And yes, there are proactive steps you can take because the push and the push and the push, I think is one of the main things that I see folks who need their voice to do their job. I call them vocal athletes in this realm. Most people think of that in terms of performing voice, but I'm yeah, like a singing speakers. voice. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the yeah. biggest distinction for me is I'm really focused on the speaking voice and 
you have to be able to condition your voice in the way that an athlete would for the speaking that's required. And at the same time, respect that there will be ebbs and flows. None of us are 100%, 100% of the time, not even me. And so I want folks to be aware of that. So to your point about as our voices evolve through the years, through the decades, there will be natural changes, changes that we know from aging, changes with hormones, whether that is just natural through menopause for women or taking some sort of um, prescribed medication for that, medications of any kind, autoimmune issues, all sorts of reasons that our voices can have these changes. And I encourage people to be very open with themselves about what am I, where am I at now? And I'm not going backwards. So many people want to go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> we are not in a time of going backwards. We're in a time of moving forward. And so being able to say, gosh, I wish I sounded like when I was 25. No, that's not going to make sense for where you are now. And in order to look at this instrument like you did and say, you know what? I like how I sound and I can keep it healthy even in this moment, in this way that it's presenting. And then 20 years from now, whether or not there is additional changes with aging, some people notice a weakness. Some people notice their voice kind of crackles a little bit more, for example. Okay, then we address it at that time point as well. But there's ways to lay a foundation. And I think that's what a lot of people miss is, A, I've never heard about it, which I totally mm -hmm. understand. B, why would I do this? I get up again and it's fine until it's not. And mm -hmm. C, there are just like we take care of our whole wellness. There are ways to take care of your voice that gives you that confidence why do you want to go on stage? So many of my folks that I work with are like, I've got everything in place. I'm ready to go to my event. I'm ready to do my launch. I got all the ducks in the row. And then they start getting nervous. But I don't, is my voice going to be able to hold out? Like, I don't know. It's already kind of feeling a little sore and a little dry. You don't want that distraction. When you have your vision to get out there and your event to run, you don't want to be worried about that. So yeah, no that's what I try to give people the relief in that way too. Yeah, that's amazing. And you're right. I mean, it's it's all we have to start paying attention to that um, for for all all of these reasons. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I love to do on the show is, you know, be practical. So I know I didn't prepare you for this, but I know you yeah. have a million <laughs> of these little tricks in your in your <laughs> toolbox. But what is like maybe one or two little things that you can offer my listener? that they can start thinking about when it comes to keeping this healthy, like if they have Zoom voice or if they mm -hmm. are like, oh, wow, yeah, like I've, I've had days where I've talked too much on the phone or talked too much in Zoom and it's been yeah. sore. And yeah. I'm concerned about that because it kind of came out of nowhere. So just like you did for me, why don't you just share a couple of tips to, uh, to my listeners so they can start thinking about applying something and keeping their voice healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I appreciate you asking, Terry. That's great. So the biggest thing that I notice when it comes to Zoom voice is, are you using a microphone? I know mm -hmm. that sounds really obvious, but it's okay if, if you've rec recognized that you are just relying on the, let's say, laptop in front of you or the device in front of you. Are you using earbuds? I know Terry uses um, a headset mic that does bring the mic closer to her mouth headphones, are you using it? And then are you trusting it? Mm. I can't tell you how many speakers that I see. They have their cute little almost invisible headset right at their lips. And they're still here at this volume and they're really going for it instead mm, of wow. trusting and allowing 
for that mic to do its job, which is to project your voice so that you can be in your most natural voice. Notice too, you're speaking volume in that. The soreness and the, the fatigue is gonna come much quicker when you're raising your volume. If you're a naturally loud talker, own it and know that you can actually change throughout that both range and the inflection. So you can probably hear how I'm being really deliberate when I'm inflecting my voice, using more up and down, modality to it because it's going to give you some relief. If you're kind of here all the time and you're talking in more or less a one mode space and the volume's about the same the whole time, not only is it boring for the listener after a time, they're not going to hear what you're actually saying. Yeah. It's, it's already, I can already feel it. It's already taking a toll right in the center of my larynx. So Mike, trust, trust your tech, trust your mic. Okay. And, and do those, those checks. If you need somebody else to say, yeah, I can hear you. I, you're good. It's okay to check in with that. Things will change each day. And then being able to monitor your own volume and encourage you to try it. Try to talk louder. See how that feels. Notice what comes with that. And then bring yourself back to what's called a conversational volume. Okay. Sometimes people can even get away with what's called speaking in confidence. So that would be like, if I was going to tell you something in confidence, Terry, and you and I are talking here at this level, Depending on the person, the, the place and what you need, that's adequate. That's adequate. And that can still hold someone's attention. Mm. So loud does not mean yeah, they lean in. to get yeah. their attention. Yeah, exactly. So those would be two kind of technical tips. And then kind of an overarching tip would be to look at your dose. So we call it vocal dose. And what that means is how much, how loud, how often. So if you just scan even through your week and you say, okay, I have this and this and this and this that all require my voice the entire week, where are the breaks? Where do you mm. give yourself those little bit of, of respites so you're not back to back to back? I have a client right now who we literally had to go through her schedule so that A, she could have a bathroom break, but B, she was going six to seven hours without her team having recognized that, oh, we should probably put a space in there because her voice was running on empty. Wow. And so even those small little moments, five minutes can be sufficient. Now, the caveat is rest alone is not going to do the thing. You, you mm -hmm. know, we've, we've talked about where oh, you yeah. can be at those, be at those outings and be talking loud or be feeling, you know, that sense of like ache already. And I think the biggest mistake people make is thinking, I'll just rest and wake up in the morning and it'll be okay. And then when it's still achy and it's still scratchy, they think, okay, I'll just push through today. It'll, it'll be fine by tomorrow. It's this sense of wanting to push and push and push. Mm. And we know in this solopreneur world, burnout is high. And the last thing we need to be burning out is the one thing that not only shares our message, but lands us those people that we want to work with and really be in community with. So I would say, look strategically over your week and you can sprinkle in, I call them voice naps. You can sprinkle in voice naps throughout your week. That. And, <laughs> and it's so great because then it is just yeah. that five minutes. And I love that you mentioned the meditations. Go do one of Terry's meditations, five minutes of voice rest, and then, and then you're ready to go. Now, Physically, this is going to give that tissue an actual break from, from all that stress and strain. And then you get to look at what feels good. Was there a period in that time where you're like, you know what? My voice is on fire more in the mornings. This feels good. By the time I get to evening, I can't. When are yeah, you recording? That's me for when sure. When are you scheduling? Yeah. It's okay to be strategic with that too. We're going to have those, even in a day, ebbs and flows of how our voice is feeling. So don't feel like you have to 
push it just because there isn't a kind of set that you've um, noticed. Like my voice is always good here, maybe, but it's okay to notice the, the ebbs and flows too. So hopefully that is useful. That's too. awesome. I mean, it's like, I feel like I'm learning from you all over again, but it's true. <laughs> and I, you know, when you told me about that, you know, the, the, let the mic do the work and, yeah, you know, I find myself, sure. yeah, I find myself like catching myself in the middle of a conversation. Cause I, sometimes I get really passionate when I'm teaching. Right. It's like, I'm in the flow yes. Yes. and, and I find myself being really adamant in my voice, like, yes. yeah, like it's strong, you know, like I mean yes. what I'm saying and I get like all fired up <laughs> mm-hmm. and I find myself like, okay, calm down, take a deep breath, you know, and just like mentally I'm, I'm saying, all right, put it on cruise control, Terry, you know, you don't have to work so hard <laughs> to prove your point, but it well, takes practice, I've it noticed. It does take practice. It absolutely mm-hmm. takes practice. And I love that you had the awareness and then shifted it in the moment. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent the entire time. There needs to be baby steps to those shifts and show your personality. This isn't about dampening anyone into this box of like, your voice must be here all the time. Mm -hmm. So let your personality come through and know that just like we were speaking to the energy, you being able to mindfully change the energy of how you're feeling and your voice connecting back with that breath so that you're not just running on one single breath the whole time and talking, talking, talking until you run out (laughs) (laughs) or being a breath holder. I see you breath holders out there. It is, it is normal. Okay. But allowing for yourself to that, like for you to say, okay, Terry, calm down. That's you. And you don't want to diminish what your personality showcases through your voice. It's Mm. just when it gets to the unaware, unaware, go, 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 pushing against the wall mode, that then things start to kind of fall apart a little bit for the voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. This is great. And I'm just sitting here going, I am so happy that I met you and that (laughs) you're bringing this to my life and to my audience's lives because it is, it's like, it's like discovering something that you never knew existed, you know, and and as silly as that sounds, given it's our voice. (laughs) But, but you're right. And also that what made me think of when you said that is discovering it and having fun with it. Yes. Not being so serious about yeah, how, it, how it sounds it, yeah. or again, going back to the negative mind chatter, you know, speaking poorly about how you sound or listening on playback. Remember, we hear ourselves differently on playback because we're hearing it through the air. We, you and I are hearing our own voices through air and through our skull, through the bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so again, giving yourself grace and space to explore, to have these little discoveries to go, you know what? I actually do like being kind of sing-songy up here sometimes. That feels good. Cool. Own it. Use it when you need to, <laughs> whether you're reading to your kids at night <laughs> or wanting to grab the attention of your audience because they're yeah, like ready for course. something new. There, there's cool ways to go about this that really get into those, I think, deeper aspects than, okay, just prepare your presentation and off you go. You know, yeah, so like a I'm, robot. I'm grateful. Yeah. yeah, I'm grateful that that I am able to share this with your audience because a lot of folks do, I think, do want to know what's possible for them. And yeah. I believe so many things are possible with our voice and that you and your voice are worthy no matter what. I love it. What a great place to wrap up. Thank you, Brianne, for being here. And we are going to be hearing a lot more from this young lady. And there's going to be wonderful resources on the show notes page. So please Go check it out and check her out. She's amazing. Brienne, thank you so much for being here. It's been so fun. 
This has been awesome, Terry. I mean, that just, the energy alone makes me happy and you are just a ray of sunshine. So I just so appreciate you. I appreciate your listeners and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. Oh. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.